Hi, and welcome to Dad Nobody Wants to Listen to You About New York podcast. And this week, I want to talk about a problem, a major problem in New York and New York City generally, that is, if you like, a culmination of many of the other crises that I've addressed in the previous podcasts. And the subject is homelessness. Homelessness in New York City has reached the highest level since the Great Depression of the 1930s. As recently as June 2023, there were over 85,000 homeless people. It may be even 100,000 by some counts. And this includes 27, 28,000 homeless children. And they're sleeping every night in shelters. Some four or 5,000 people are not even sleeping in shelters, they're sleeping on the streets. Predominantly, the people coming in to sleep in shelters come from the very poorest areas of New York and of America. But that doesn't explain it all. How come that there's now 66% more people sleeping in shelters than 10 years ago? How come the number of homeless single adults is over 130% higher than it was 10 years ago? I've always been interested as to what makes somebody homeless. I think most people who visit New York or any major city in the world will be struck by seeing people on the street, homeless and poor. But what is the main reason for this in New York? Because in New York it seems that there's a greater problem than many other cities in the world. Is it perhaps the lack of affordable housing, as I've discussed before? Could it be also that people are being evicted because they can't pay their rent? Some would say it may be domestic violence or people who've lost their job or hazardous housing conditions. In the various things that I've read over the years about homelessness in the United Kingdom and in Germany, it's been discussed that it's usually mental illness or people who have addiction disorders or other severe health problems. Most certainly in New York, it's the black Hispanic community that is disproportionately affected by homelessness. A statistic I read was that approximately 56% uh, in the shelters are black, 30% are Hispanic, and 7% are white. Less than 1% are Asian American or of Native American origin. I have been trying to understand why New York and New York City in particular has such a greater problem than just about anywhere else. As people who live in New York know, there was a tremendous rush from the South to come to the United States. And when I was there a few weeks ago, I heard of the Roosevelt Hotel. Uh, it was a very famous hotel. It was opened in 1924. And it became a very famous hotel, but now it's the home to nearly 1,000 migrants. The migrants are coming to New York mainly because of a law that was passed many years ago which gave people a right to shelter, which means that the New York City government or New York State government are actually paying to put people up into shelters and hotels. And this is estimated to be costing at least $4.5 billion by July this year. Once people enter the shelter system, also now we find that they will be lingering there much longer than past generations did. 
The average stay for a family with children is now over 530 days, which is nearly double that of 15 years ago. To most of these homeless people, the shelter becomes their permanent home. Many of the、uh, migrants have come from Texas. In 2022, there was just, I believe, one bus with, say, 40 people in it that was met by aid workers. And rather like Frau Merkel did during the、uh, immigrant crisis in Germany a few years ago,、uh, they were met by handshakes and cheers. And the city was basically patting itself on the back for being the one that stepped up in a crisis and welcomed these people into New York. But as in Germany, once the,、uh, the media had turned away its attention and people weren't looking very much anymore, the people kept coming. And the same has happened in New York. The shelters are opening faster now, some people say, than pop up restaurants. There have been nearly 170 new shelters opening since last year. But I wanted again to understand why does New York City, or New York generally, seem to have such a problem with the amount of people coming into the, into the city for shelter? And this, in fact, goes down to this right to shelter legal obligation. And that means that if you don't have anywhere to live, Even if you're not a resident or you have no income, or you come from another state or country or even continent, and you have nowhere to stay, New York has to feed you and has to shelter you in a timely manner, theoretically. And of course, this is causing a, a great influx of people who want to come and live in New York. This policy、uh, is decades old, it's not new. And for that reason, Many, many people have come for economic, social, or psychological reasons. And it's, it's a daily problem that the city is having to deal with. Thousands of asylum seekers who arrive and need immediately shelter. This has been made so much worse, of course, by the 2022 Russian invasion of Ukraine and, and the humanitarian problems caused by the United States withdrawing from Afghanistan. One of the largest sources of asylum seekers, and the crisis in Venezuela and other Latin American countries. So, New York is the only metropolitan district in the whole of the United States that adopts this right to shelter. Now, of course, with things getting out of control, the city government and the national government is trying to reassess this. And、this right of shelter is rapidly becoming a bogey word. People who were once advocates for this system、uh, as a way of dealing with the immigrants and the homelessness are now talking against it and seeing if it can be repealed. Homelessness has become a growing problem in New York since the 1970s, and it was well known that there was this deinstitutionalization of, of mental health patients, people who were. Basically, sick and should be in special medical facilities, were thrown out into the street. And this reached a high of 11 12% in 1975. The same thing happened in the United Kingdom under the、uh, era of Margaret Thatcher. This idea also of care in the community, which was a, a bit of a euphemism for throw out the people from、uh, well managed hospital environments into the streets where they would perhaps get help. And in many cases, they didn't.
1981, New York City adopted this right to shelter for all homeless men and women. And the families from all over the world came into New York from about 1986. They felt it was the best place that they could live because people would pay to look after them. In the 80s, I was in New York uh, during the era of the mayor, David Dinkins, and eventually with Mayor Koch, the idea of the right to being able to live in New York as a homeless person and to be looked after grew and grew. Uh, at, at one point, there were 24,000 people on a typical night living in city shelters. And eventually, when Mayor Giuliani came, he said that he wanted to cut this by half and he should also try to uh, limit the amount of days that people could stay in shelters to 90 days. Homelessness became very politicised, and Mayor Giuliani was obviously managing to get a lot of support from people by making the homeless people appear to be lazy and feckless. By the time Michael Bloomberg came in, um, and in January 2002, there were, I think, 31,000 homeless children and adults sleeping in municipal shelters every night. And during Bloomberg's ten tenure, he proposed lots of controversial measures like placing homeless people in decommissioned uh, luxury cruise ships, or, or he even wanted to use an unused Bronx jail. Both of these ideas, I believe, failed. But by 2008, with the economic crisis worsening, homelessness only worsened as well. And really, by the time the, that Bloomberg was leaving his tenure, the number of homeless people had exceeded at least 50,000 people. The next mayor, I think Bill de Blasio, he had a slogan to, to try to turn the tide on homelessness and housing in New York. And his idea was that he was going to be building more affordable housing for people. But like so many of his predecessors, he failed as well. And then, of course, as in the rest of the world, the pandemic hit, making all these really densely populated shelters potentially very high-risk places for the homeless. And the de Blasio administration then moved people out of these homeless shelters into private hotels. And very few of these had any COVID restrictions. This inevitably caused a lot of problems for the local residents as these people were taking drugs and they were behaving in a very violent way in public. And it didn't exactly help the, the lack of COVID spreading. In about mid-2021, once the pandemic protections were eased, most homeless people were pulled out of these hotels and they moved back into city shelters. And there was a moratorium that had been set up during the pandemic to protect tenants from being evicted. I think I discussed that in my housing podcast. Well, of course, that suddenly expired on January the 15th, 2022, right after the new mayor, Eric Adams, took office. And, and that summer in 2022, um, more people started coming in seeking asylum. And before you know it, you've had more people coming into New York needing homes than ever before. Now you find that people who've taken drug overdoses um, are making up a significant amount of homeless deaths. This overdose surge has been caused by the increase of drugs that have other dangerous drugs inside them, like fentanyl. This is a synthetic opioid, which is 50 times stronger than heroin 
and lethal in tiny, tiny quantities. In fact, it was the same drug that killed the pop star Prince. At last, people are beginning to think about what can we do for all these people because it's just not sustainable to be paying billions to maintain them in, in housing and shelter. Maybe there's ways that you can expedite people to give them work permits because at the moment these migrants are not allowed to work. And with work permits, they can suddenly pay rents themselves and become members of society. It's been said many of time that people are sympathetic towards people who are homeless. Uh, I've read once uh, a very famous politician saying that a lot of us are just one income shop away from being homeless. Uh, and it's a terribly precarious situation with raising rents, unemployment and all sorts of other issues in New York. So maybe we should have a little bit more sympathy because it could happen to us. And there are many stories of people who have been wealthy who've suddenly become poor and then homeless. The governments have caused this problem. In my other podcast on gentrification, that plus the deinstitutionalization where people were released from mental health facilities were government political decisions. And this put a huge strain on what was already uh, very little public housing. Now, the next problem was that many low-cost housing was torn down to make room for new apartments. And this meant that a lot of people were displaced and they had nowhere to live. The gentrification came. That's the idea, as I've discussed previously, of making neighborhoods nicer so people with money start moving in. But again, it displaced the existing residents and the, the higher rents mean that people can't afford to live there anymore. Sadly, in New York and probably most places in the world, there is still an attitude about the homeless that is that they are lower than you and they're somehow disgusting and should be ignored. But can you imagine if you're homeless and you're sitting there perched against a building in the cold winter? People just walk past you. Uh, no one asks you how you're doing. Nobody shows any care to you. They just look at you in disgust. And probably the only thing anyone ever says to you is that, you know, leave me alone or I'm going to call the cops. The internet is full of videos that people have taken of people abusing homeless people, either setting them on fire or stabbing them or screaming at them to get a job and calling them the scum of the earth. I remember in the late 80s when I was living in Boston, Massachusetts, and I was running a hotel, and I was just astonished to see the doorman smashing glass bottles into small fragments and sweeping them in front of the windows, the windows that looked into the restaurant. And I asked him, why was he doing that? And he said, we, we always do that. That's so the homeless people can't sit there and stare at the diners. When I was managing a hotel in New York, uh, also in the 80s, Again, I was shocked that the doorman, I'll never forget, if a, if a homeless person came into the hotel, the homeless person would be very roughly thrown out uh, and almost kicked into the curb. Sometimes, if the doorman was in a particularly good mood, he would put the homeless person into a taxi that he knew, give the taxi driver five bucks and say, take him to the Ritz-Carlton instead. So back to 2023, and one asks, what is being done? Well, as I mentioned earlier, Mayor Adams 
made moving homeless people off the streets a priority. He wanted to get them off the subways. Well, I was there in July, and yes, there are plenty of them still sleeping on the subways. And it's so depressing to see them with their supermarket trolley with all their possessions. And they're spread out across two or three seats, completely asleep and out of it. But really, Mayor Adams's policy is not a very nice policy. It's very aggressive enforcement. It's led by police that are trying to go through these encamp- encampments that have been set up with homeless people and sweep them away. And they've set up various outreach efforts to try to get in touch with the people and put them into proper housing rather than sleeping on the streets. But of course, this policy opens up the mayor to condemnation because people think he's just trying to clean up the look of the city for the tourists and the business people. And he's not really caring about the problem of homelessness. The proof of that probably was a report that was recently issued by the city controller, Brad Lander, And he found that only three of 2,300-odd homeless people who were forcibly removed from these encampments between March and November of 2022 ended up in any form of permanent housing. But because of the right to shelter rules, the majority of the homelessness is invisible because people don't need to sleep on the streets as much as in cities like San Francisco or Phoenix. Over the last few years, the city has opened a number of so-called low-barrier shelter sites. These are intended to appeal to people who are staying outside. And they're supposed to be a safe haven, a safe shelter. And they don't have curfews. And occasionally they even provide private or semi-private accommodation. But there is no love for the homeless. And this whole system was plagued by bureaucratic problems and a lot of opposition from the neighbourhoods because nobody really wants the homeless people in their backyard. They tried another programme called the Street to Home programme, but that only had space for around about 80 people in city-owned apartment buildings, and these had certain services that were provided by the organisation Volunteers of America. But this was designed to try to get people off the street into private apartments with door locks and safety instead of being on the street. But unfortunately, like so many of these well-intentioned government ideas, Eric Adams has just now found himself at the forefront of criticism because he may be trying to give the impression that he's trying to get people off the train tracks and the streets. He doesn't really, it seems, have anywhere to send them if, if he does. In many cases, even if you do manage to get people into shelters, these shelters are often far from safe, some people calling them hellholes, full of drug addicts, full of violence, theft and abuse. So really, the only way forward in the homeless crisis in New York City is for people like you and me listening to this to change our attitude and the stigma associated with homelessness. Most people still think that the homeless people are just alcoholic or crazy or drug addicts, but in reality they're not. I don't think people choose to be homeless. There's so many different circumstances and stories in people's lives that lead to homelessness. It can be many unfortunate events in their life that they had no control on. And I suppose we as a people just have to be more compassionate and understanding of their flight and their troubles. Because most of the time, 
It's not their fault. It's not their choice to be homeless. I certainly wouldn't want to pr propose that I'm better than anyone else, but I remember very well when I was living in England, in Brighton, in the 1990s, and I was uh, sent by my employers to an organization that gave us an experience of various social issues in the town. So we as potential leaders could see perhaps a way forward that we could work together in the voluntary sector, the private sector, uh, and the charitable sector. And one of the days was homelessness, and we were taken to homeless shelters, and I spoke to probably my first homeless people. I was invited to go uh, into the evening with a group of people who would count the amount of people sleeping rough and help serve food to them. I was greatly moved by this. And once when I was working in the hotel in the evening, and it was a, quite a nice hotel on the seafront in Brighton, a homeless person walked into the hotel. And I was newly emboldened as this person who suddenly, you know, could wake up and understand what it must be like to be homeless. And we shouldn't just treat them like probably we'd treated them before, which was to show them the door. Uh, the guy came up to me and I said to him, can I help you? And he, he just said, he's hungry. And I said, okay. So actually I walked him out, but I took him to our outdoor restaurant and I sat him at a table and I said, I'll get you something to eat. He looked at me very suspiciously. I, I don't think for a second he thought that I was going to do anything other than probably call the police and have him removed. But I assured him that I would get, get him some food. I went into the kitchen. I explained to the chef what was happening outside. And I remember he was not very uh, sympathetic. I think he thought I was mad. And I said, no, please, could you just throw together something, put it on a plate, and I'll take it to him. And rather grudgingly, he did. And I came out with this plate of food. And of course, the homeless person had gone. I remember feeling very disappointed because I really hoped for a second that maybe I could have made some small difference in this problem. But in the end, I suppose I was fighting against all the prejudice and all the experiences that this person had felt before. And he probably knew for a, a fact almost that he was never going to get any food. Of course, the chef, when I brought the, the plate of food back, just laughed at me. He said, you know, all he wanted was money or he wanted drugs or he wanted a drink. I'm afraid that seems to be the, the common feeling. And that's why people have so little empathy for homeless people. Of course, some homeless people do have drug and alcohol problems and some have behavioral health problems and some have development disabilities or were victims of becoming unemployed or having left the army with um, post-traumatic stress syndrome. Some of them have disabilities that disqualify them from holding jobs and therefore they can't earn a living. And some of them are children that have escaped abusive houses and are living alone on the streets. So back in New York, Mayor Eric Adams, a, a Democratic mayor, is wanting to roll back the right to shelter that's been in existence for, for so long in New York, that was made law under a judgment called the Callahan Judgment. It's a tremendous irony that somebody who talks about wanting to help homeless people is going to actually take away the right that homeless people have to live and to be looked after in the city and state. The mayor has admitted publicly that 
it's just time as far as he's concerned because the city doesn't have the resources and the capacity to establish and maintain sufficient shelter sites. He doesn't have the staffing. He doesn't have the security to provide a safe and appropriate shelter. The sad reality is that New York no longer can extend itself any further than its resources will allow. And given the amount of people that are coming in and the potential unlimited number that could come, it's completely overextended. The building of new city shelters has never worked. Mayors like Giuliani and Dinkins, they tried that. It didn't work. Even more ironically, Mayor Adams has approved legislation that establishes a homeless bill of rights, he calls it, in the city, which is kind of affirming that people have the right to sleep outside in certain areas. And this is a million miles away from the Giuliani-era crackdowns. He was quoted as saying, streets do not exist in civilized societies for the purpose of people sleeping there. He said that in 1999. Very recently, the city council approved some legislation that would end the city's current policy of making people spend 90 days in a shelter before they're eligible for housing vouchers. Ultimately, it's like all these crises in New York that I talk about in my podcast. There's only two ways that you can deal with this. You either help people or you don't. You either build shelters and you give people the facilities that they need to improve their situation in life, or you don't, and they will continue to sleep in the streets and sleep on the subways. There is really no third way.